Hello and welcome to the podcast Sport and Life Final One of 2022. I hope you're well. Hope you had a good Christmas. If you're celebrating it, maybe a break from work. If not, nonetheless, big breaks typical in the UK, which we'll talk about in this podcast. Looking ahead to 2023 with Ross Mitchell, distinguished personal trainer, mentor of other personal trainers as well, fitness educator. He's taught me in a great practical class last year, 2021, and been a great mentor throughout this. So look forward to that in a second. First and foremost, thank you to the support of the sponsors for the entirety of 2022. Chief sponsors, Bangalofson of Cheltenham and Serene AV. Serene AV, Bangalofson, Cheltenham, sister company, and they are specialists in home entertainment systems and installations. Get in touch with Jason Briggs and his fine team for more information or head into their beautiful store if you're here in the west of England in the courtyard in Montpellier here in Cheltenham, the town where I live. So thank you to Jason and his team for their continued support throughout the year. As indeed, thank you to Cytoplan, food-based supplement company. My father's been acting as a council mentor, advisor, I suppose, for Cytoplan, nutrition specialist for 20 plus years. We've been taking the supplements in that time and Cytoplan offer us a discount, which we can share with you effectively through the podcast. 30% off your first purchase, 10% ongoing with the discount Draper10R. My last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numerals 10 and the capital letter R. So head to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk and enter that code at checkout. Remember the free mentoring session available with Anthony Asprey, the whole man academy. If you're feeling stuck or not exactly where you want to be in life, it's a period of reflection as we head into a new year. You can go via the show notes, the link there, and Anthony will have a conversation with you, which he usually charges good money for. So appreciate him offering that as part of the podcast situation. And remember, if you ever at this time of year think of a lost one, loved one, someone you'd like to hear from their voice, their story, if maybe the memories get murky of someone that you used to be a paramount importance in your life. For me, it's my grandfather, granddad Ronnie, and luckily through the vehicle of Attic Box Audio, I've actually now recorded all my parents, my wife's parents, our extended family, but we lost some people there in terms of not getting some records down, not getting their stories and their voice, their recollections. And Attic Box Audio is a vehicle my wife and I are offering for people where I sit down with members of the public and just record their life stories in quality audio. Check out more about that at drapermedia.co.uk or atticboxaudio.co.uk. Now let's talk New Year's resolutions with the wonderful Ross Mitchell. How do we make them stick? How do we make them fit into the rest of our life? Is that the key to health and fitness goals in particular? Let's have a chat, dive in. Ross Mitchell, here he is. Ross Mitchell, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing, dude? How, how are you feeling as we approach 2023? Oh, I'm, I'm not too bad. I'm just trying to you know keep things moving forwards and set some different goals for 2023 for myself on the element of getting more movement and mobility stuff back in there because that's been neglected through this last year there's a few niggling injuries that have crept crept up but that's just years of accumulated damage so that will be my thing moving forwards what about you uh i'm yeah i'm i'm pretty well actually I think, <coughs> yeah we talked we talked about goals just quickly on your goals how does that crystallize in terms of more movement is that sort of standard cardio or is that more sort of um, create creative movement it can be done using either to be fair i mean 
when it comes to standard cardio, I just get quite bored with the traditional methods yeah. in terms of sort of going out jogging and those kind of things. It's just, it doesn't personally interest me. No. It's not effective, it just doesn't interest me. So I'd probably do it just through more movement patterning and sequences, stuff like that. Um, it probably the easiest way to describe it, if people are going to look it up, would be the old Ido Portal sort of movement routines when he sort of was like big with the movement culture kind of side of things. Mm. And that one was that, sort of 2010, maybe 2008, something like that. Yeah. That was very popular around that point because everyone was like, oh my God, if I could be like that and move like that, not realizing he had massive experience in gymnastics and sort of, <laughs> um, capoeira and things like that. And when you can move that well, it is very impressive, but it, it takes a long time to build up that kind of movement capacity. Um, whereas for me, I just like to be, you know, generally a little bit more mobile through the shoulders, lower back, and just be able to move and not be quite stiff. Years of lifting makes you very, very good at staying locked in place at certain movements, but doesn't always allow you the necessary range of motion. So th things like that we did on the fitness course with you, bear crawls, stuff like that, would that come into play? Yeah. Yeah, yeah those kind of things like climbing ropes and all the rest of it, just again that that's not so much sort of cardio mobility stuff that's just general training but uh I might even get in a few yoga flows things of that nature that's something i've never really mm. focused on so i might take myself to a couple of those classes and be <laughs> like, right, let's let's see what this what this is all about i think yoga sounds brilliant one of the, the problems i have with it is actually that i love the song the pina colada song which is if you like pina coladas and if you're not into yoga it's part of the lyrics so it's kind of like it's weird how that that, that plays on your psyche you're like oh yoga's not cool because i like that song and and you know wh whatever it might be but it's interesting new year's resolutions and goals because you put i think in a response to a conversation we were having on instagram which is my accounts teddy draper's sport your online training with ross people can find that it was around goals and resolutions and you said to me that a good a good sort of um i think it was quadrant or quintet of goals i can't remember exactly but it was it was 15 pull-ups which seemed reasonable i'm not that far away from that it was but it was five single arm press-ups which i can't do a single arm press-up so that's actually a, an interesting challenge and and one that probably revolves around the technique i guess and then it was 100 kettlebell swings with half my body weight which seems very challenging. But again, I kind of think if I devote the time to that, I can see that as plausible. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because the press-up one kind of prompted me to think, can I do that? And I don't know whether when we look at goals, how much they should be within our kind of capability scope or our perceived capability scope and, and how far they, because they should stretch us, but it's, yeah. an it's it, whether they kind of blow our, our mind cognitively or whether that's a problem, you know, whether we've just grown comfortable. That's a good point you bring up there because... Some people will be more consistent with a goal that is somebody will read it on paper and go, Christ, you'll never get that within this time frame. And that makes them more inspired to get towards it. Whereas somebody else will be completely on the other side of that spectrum. They're reading, oh, no, I can't do that and just give up immediately. So that you're right. There is that fine sort of line about it because not everyone is starting at the same point in regards to their sort of ability. Obviously, when I said about the single arm press up, you're right. A lot of it is technique. Most people, I've found actually have the strength to do it. What they lack is the the coordination, the internal intramuscular sort of coordination to do it, because you have to make sure you stay tense as you're doing it. Mm. There's a really good book I read years ago called The Naked Warrior by Pelos Satsulan, and he explains in there how to set your body in the right way for the single arm press up and also the pistol squat as well, because the, the basic premise of that book is 
if you could do nothing else, if you were naked in a forest kind of thing, you could do <laughs> push-ups and pistol squats. And those two moves, from like a mobility and a strength stability standpoint, they are very good to have in there. Mm. In regards to how you may train for them, is you could start off on like a very high incline, so against a window ledge or against a like a high box or something, doing the single arm press up and then slowly coming down until you're sort of on that um, horizontal plane. Mm. doing it and even working on the negatives on trying to press from like a dead start there's lots of ways to do it yeah and once you get one then the floodgates open and it all moves forwards is, is it bro then, broad base with your legs you have to be broader than you would be with a conventional push-up press -up. yeah 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 usually it's creating that pyramid that sort of that triangular base makes it a bit easier and again as you said some people will be very yes i really want to achieve that and others won't because at the end of the day people say well why a single arm press up why not? Yeah. You can, you can make all sorts of like rational justifications for it. What if you fall over and you break your wrist and you're a bit older and you've got to use one arm to get up? There's there's situations where you can go, okay, that could legitimately happen. So having the strength to push yourself up with one arm yeah. could be useful. It wouldn't mean that you do it in a strict press-up position, obviously, but still having the strength to press yourself off the floor with one arm is useful. The same as being able to get up and down off the floor with, out the use of your hands and those kind of things they're they're life skills that are incredibly useful mm. to people and we see this a lot now when if you're out like in a coffee shop or something like that and there's very low sofas there's lots of elderly people i say elderly there's lots of people now that are perhaps not as old as you might imagine them to be that will look at that sofa mm. and they'll pick a higher chair because they will struggle to get out of the sofa yeah and you're like you're only about 50s like you shouldn't be mm. and obviously people say but well, you don't know they might have had a car accident or they could have had like, this problem or that problem or whatever problem it's like yes they could have but the likelihood of that is yeah that's what needs to come into but, question there is something primal about body weight stuff as well isn't it i don't know whether this is psychosomatic that i've created in my own mind but i feel like in talking to people that you know i think you mentioned the gym rope climbing the gym rope i remember being terrible at the gym rope only get halfway up but the kids who could do it seemed like a, a natural thing or a technique thing but that ability to climb remember pull-ups i was always rubbish at a couple of my brothers are still rubbish at pull-ups but they're kind of working on it and they've seen a few gains but there's something about that ability to lift yourself up pull yourself up whether it's going back to our primate kind of beginnings when we were swinging around trees i, I don't quite know but it's there's something that's confidence infusing by body weight stuff isn't there being able to handle yourself being able to navigate life even if it is a low couch that's the thing as you say it is it does build and boost people's confidence quite a lot because it then removes a lot of elements of of fear Mm. this is when it comes to sort of setting goals is it people in my experience often struggle because they're trying to move towards something seen as positive and they will either set a goal that's very easy to achieve and they can already do it or they will set one and then not tell a lot of people about it or the people that know they hope to forget so that if they don't achieve it they don't feel like they failed which is where if you look at I think it was in uh, Tony Robbins book Awaken the Giant Within and it's in various psychology books as well people are more likely to move away from pain than they are towards pleasure. Now, that's not to say that past a certain point, people won't move towards things that are better for their life, but it's then understanding the case of, I don't want to be in this place. Mm. So these are the habits that will take me here, maybe smoking, drinking, seven, eight, nine pints, whatever they might be, like habits that we know to be less than positive for your health. 
that will take me to this point. I don't want to be there. Yeah. So it's a case of, okay, what habits do I need to adopt to take me away from that point? Just because that will typically get people to then start to shift their mindset. Because unfortunately, mm. when people say, oh, well, I'm happy, but I want to get better. So, okay, so you, you have gone through that, that mental growth and you now understand the benefits of a more positive attitude and one that is going to have benefit to your life. A lot of people don't. They still sort of would much rather, well, if I'm happy, why do I need to change? Or if mm. I'm happy, why do I need to improve and become better? Although there's a very modern narrative of you can be happy but still want to improve, not everyone actually thinks like that because when people are happy, they don't want to change. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's sort of analogous to the destination culture, isn't it, where people feel like the bigger house, the brighter, shinier car, whatever it might be, they don't want to get, they don't want to get too wrapped up into that mindset because then you're never happy because you're always striving for the next, the next hilltop and you, you don't feel content. I suppose what life is about is feeling a sense of contentment, but also an ambition towards progression. And I suppose striking that balance is something that, that we're always, all of us wrestling with. Yeah. And that's where you've, as you're saying there, people, that would be the difference between say idealism and pragmatism. Because mm. people would say that the opposite of an sort of idea, somebody being idealistic and somebody being pessimistic, and it's not, it's somebody being pragmatic. Yeah. Because in an ideal world, you know, all these things will happen. You're like, okay, fine. But in a pragmatic world, this is what's actually likely to happen. Mm. That's why in an ideal world, people always be moving towards better things to make themselves feel better, more positive and appreciate it all. But in reality, people won't do that because good enough is good enough to a lot of people. They will only continue to progress if they've either had a, a perspective or a paradigm shift in their mind and the mindset sort of side of things, or they're moving away from things they don't want. So going on to what you were saying about the people that always want bigger and better, mm. that might come realistically from some sort of feeling of inadequacy somewhere. Of if they don't have this thing, people won't respect them. If they don't have this house, people won't see that they've made success. So, so it's, exter it's external it's external goal rather than the sort of internal scorecard, which I guess is what we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, that, and that's what most people are driven by commonly, whereas if you can have the intrinsic sort of motivators, things that are deeply important to you, they're the ones that are more likely to be successfully seen sort of mm. to their conclusion. And, and that's very hard because as... As creatures, we're very visual creatures. So take the gym. Most people go to the gym because they want to, at the start anyway, they want to lose weight, tone up, as they say. They basically want to look better. But why do they want to look better? Some of them, they want to reverse the hands of time a little bit. So they look as good as they did when they were in their 20s. Others, they want to be as physically capable as they did in their 20s, whatever it is. But that comes to very sort of like external factors with it and how everyone else may see them and how they're perceived that's they're not doing it for them mm. really because if you really start to unpick and delve into things with that and start to ask those kind of questions people will potentially get a little bit pissy mm, yeah <laughs> like, oh, well, well, what do you mean what do you mean and they start getting very defensive so if you're having an emotional reaction that means that what is driving you is very emotional and something you don't want to admit or to sort of mm. delve into a little bit more not always, but commonly. Yeah, in a social media world, I suppose that can be exacerbated. And, and interesting on goals and the influence of, of other people around health and fitness, one thing that strikes me is the importance of an internal goal because what can happen if we read, we go onto social media, we research things, we go into the gym and we say, say we're focusing on endurance strength and doing high repetition stuff, which doesn't necessarily build 
big muscles hypertrophy but you see a guy who's looking stacked and jacked and maybe he's getting some attention from some women or whatever this is just going back going back to my youth you might then suddenly yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do a set of low rep weights and you know eight to 12 reps or whatever the hypertrophy oh, yeah. the golden but then that's away from where you were going so that's that's an interesting one is trying to remember your goal but why you were doing that goal yeah and <clears throat> it's like um simon sinek's book uh start with why obviously mm. he's talking about it in a business sense but yet that's very relevant to a lot of things and again it's understanding that why and if if somebody wants to like you're saying there when a lot of people are young especially guys they want to look a certain way to feel physically impressive so that they are admired by other men respected by mm. other men and desired by women and you're like <clears throat> okay fair enough or maybe even desired by like other guys as well like whatever but that's that's okay to admit that because it seems now if you say well i want to do it for these vanity based reasons oh you can't do that oh no <laughs> you get called all sorts of words and you're yeah like, well no clearly these things matter to people image matters otherwise the beauty cosmetics industry and fashion industry wouldn't be worth however many billions like they are worth mm. And it, it, yeah and it's interesting on that that topic as well because I, I was listening to a podcast talking about psychology and actually when you analyze what women want and we perceive going to the gym for, as men if you're a heterosexual man as, as what a woman would want so you build muscle but actually a lot of it is about inter male respect and sort of competition a lot of that dynamic which is fascinating because women actually will often pick a kind of typically you'd say middle of the range physique as, as their preferred physique yeah yeah that goes into some very interesting things over uh regarding sort of like um mating choices and those things of depending on how you delve into the psychology of it is somebody will seek out the best physical partner to procreate with and then they will seek out the best what you could say is intellectual or partner that will provide the most mm. resources i think you might get somebody who's very very physically capable but they can't really provide much in terms of a lifestyle and security in that sense. They're two very different individuals. Yeah. Because, so because, because maybe they're spending, yeah. Happens. Maybe the suggestion is they're spending too much time in the gym, or maybe there's a sort of primal thing of being, I remember playing sport and, you know, guys, some guys would come back when I was playing a teenager in a sort of semi-professional football club, they'd, the, the blokes would come back absolutely huge. And then when they started to play football, they couldn't, they couldn't play because they were too heavy and it was just they lost that edge so it, it can be a practicality aspect to it but also suggestion oh, yeah. of where, where, where you're putting your resources and I think time and energy being huge commodities as we get older I wonder how realistic does a, a fitness resolution have to be in the context of your other life goals because if you're looking to build a business if you're looking to find a partner if you're looking to be a good father or mother there has to be a context to this doesn't it because you know in some ways what we can achieve is it can be startling, but then what happens to the other aspects of, uh, of our life? How important is that when you work with clients and even fitness trainers, I suppose, what their goals are? Yeah, it is important because there will always be that sacrifice. And funny enough, something popped up on it was a YouTube short yesterday of, mm. um, I think it's Chris Bumstead, like the current Mr. Olympia. And he was sort of sat on an interview and they were saying, like, what have you sacrificed for your goal? And he was like, everything. <laughs> And he goes on about it. He's sort of saying that even now, people say, oh, do you want to go out you know, for a couple of drinks or dinner? And he'll be like, no, I'm on prep. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing is it's that level of sacrifice as to what people will be willing to sacrifice for their goal and how important it is to them on an individual level. And it's the same with when it comes to just generally fitness. It's that, okay, so why is it important to you? 
Mm. Is it really your goal or are you doing it because of the influence of other people? Like when you're talking about the, the football side of things, people go away, they come back and yeah, they might look better, they've got more muscle, but now they can't play the game. It's like, okay, so what is now more important to you? Any answer is great, but why is that important? How mm. will that benefit your life? And this is where we start to fall into the weeds of it a little bit is as you're saying like with social media and fitness professionals you can get some that really look the part and that is their that's the cornerstone of their business it's all about physique transformation mm -hmm. those things they also look the part and they draw in lots of people for it then you get other people that are like oh you're a trainer <laughs> but yet they have equally as good a business because yeah. they're doing different reasons because they're targeting a different audience and this is the thing is people do people are more similar than they are different and nobody wants to admit that but what is worth understanding is that although we are all similar and we may all have the same stopping points on a journey of what do you call it enlightenment realization self-actualization whatever not everyone's at the same point so somebody who's just getting in will still be like yeah i want to look great naked but somebody that's <laughs> 20 years down the line will be like well you know I did the whole looking good thing. I got big, I got strong. I did this, that one thing and the other. Now it's about moving better, being able to climb a rope, being able to run 10K without getting winded. I don't mind not being as big as I was, as long as, as, long as I'm not carrying too much excess body fat, but I'm not going to be so restrictive and be super lean like I was so that I can go and enjoy dinner with mm. the kids or whatever. And that's where it changes is people eventually will come to that point. Now there are going to be those exceptions. Yeah. They're like, no, this is my life. I want to be ripped forever in a day and as jacked as possible. And I want to take all the pens I need you to, to do it. Okay, great. You crack on. Yeah. And that's, they're the exceptions. And that's what people tend to do is they pick up the exception to try and sort of justify a, a warped rule. It's like, well, no, we can look at the larger majority because this is how things are determined is by majority vote, majority value, whatever you want to say. It's like, like market value. Why is a <clears throat> why is a Tesla a car mm. more expensive and considered more valuable than is it a Reliant Robin? Was that the little Ro three Robin, Robin Reliant? The three Tesla yeah, the, the Del Boy, the Trotters. Yeah, yeah. the Del Boy yeah. used to drive. You yeah. look at it and it's like, well, they both get you from A to B. They both do the same kind of things, but the Tesla is more more valuable because that's what the market says. Mm. This is where things. But do, do you agree? To... But do you agree with the market? That's the thing, is it? That's the internal scorecard, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah, and that's the point with it. Is it then it comes down to the intrinsic sort of motivations because the market will always take the value of something or the sort of the general rule of it. And that's when if somebody is then an exception, they go, okay, I can understand that that's generally mm. how it all works, and that's great. But that's not where I'm going. Yeah, and it is. It is. It is definitely a fashional element to that physique element as well because you look at sort of brad pitt and fight club it's very much more a skinny sort of lean lean physique compared to the yeah, sort of the modern the modern the modern phenomenon that's over 20 years or or so in that how these tensions how prevalent are they to fitness trainers who you mentor because that's something that you do as well not just clients you work with fitness trainers trying to build and i just wonder the tension they feel between trying to be as fit as they can to be a walking advert for their business but also a pragmatism of, of making money, of building the business, of doing their accounts, of doing their marketing, because that therein lies a, a tension that we all face, which I suppose gives them empathy actually for their clients. Yeah. And this is one of the interesting things. A lot of the coaches that, that I sort of work with, obviously I train them as well. And it's very much a, for me when working with them, it's about giving them all the tools to be 
a good coach and it's that case of mm. it's then trying to give as much knowledge and those kind of things back of okay well here's how you program this here's how you program that here's what this can mean if somebody's saying that here's why this client might be struggling so it's very much seeing around that element side of things because when it comes to <clears throat> business and those things business is business that's never really going to be any different when you really break it down it's like you have like a solution to a problem or you have something that's going to remove pain from people and sell those things to the market that you need to it's very much you have a they want a there you go mm. there's no sort of hardships when it comes to that and then it requires putting in a lot of time and effort and that's where it's like well if that's your thing then you go and get somebody that can make you seven eight figures or whatever it is you're after i can't help you with that that's not that's <laughs> no interest to in me if you want to be a better coach and understand people a bit more and really see where someone is mm. that's the sort of the bit i find with it is some of them will be like oh i need to be as ripped as possible it's like great why <laughs> like, well you know it will help me get this kind of client okay so you want that kind of client so you uh, yeah to, you've done it and they can then trust in the okay that's great because some clients will want that mm. so if you're like a powerlifting coach for example you if you can deadlift 300 kilos squat 250 bench 200 i don't know whatever yeah well no, 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 me, yeah. up to that level and maybe just above it but if somebody wants to come in and say squat 400 kilos that's double what you've squatted or nearly double what you've squatted yeah could you get a person to that theoretically yes however from a practical standpoint there's certain you things that you, you need to feel to need to know you've up. gone the path yeah you've walked the path yeah and again it doesn't mean you have to have gotten up to 400 you might have gotten to 350 but mm. you can kind of still help people with it and that's where leading by example or walking that walk to a certain degree is useful which is why fitness professionals when they first that when we start out with our goals, they are very typical. You could say, oh, you want to look better, be better, and look the part. Now, I've said this many times to people. So you don't have to be Mr. or Miss Olympia. You don't have to be the world's strongest man. You don't have to be winning every powerlifting meet or akin to like Klokov in weightlifting. Mm. But you do have to at least be somewhere on that sort of bell curve yeah and yeah. this is the hard bit is it's the whole thing of you i said something recently i was like it's very rare that people will trust an overweight sort of fitness professional they were like oh i don't know will they <laughs> i was like well okay let me ask you this how many do you know that are in the industry that are of that ilk yeah and they just went quiet i'm like exactly or, or any any industry, if no one's done what they're talking about, it's very hard. And that's why people don't like some of the sort of online help gurus who necessarily haven't achieved a huge amount. That's where people find it attention. Yeah. yeah. And that's the hard bit. And again, that's then not to say that somebody might not have the... So does the visual match the audio? I remember Charles Poliquin said that. And it doesn't always have to, provided there is proof of concept. So if somebody mm. has helped lots of other people, great. They can show they can do it. So... It doesn't really matter how they look. And that's as we mature as sort of adults and people, we do start to realise that everyone has something of value to offer, yet we will always still be governed and driven by what we see to a degree. This is why with goals, and like the New Year's ones, most people always base their goals off of something that's still like connected mentally to 
an insecurity mm-hmm. or or something where they don't quite feel so, good something from somewhere else or yeah yeah and it can be very hard to admit that and that's where again what all common all common goals for the new year i want to lose a couple of stone mm. i want to do this this and this but what people now do is they're like oh i want to i'm not i'm not worried about weight or anything like that i want to run a 10k i run a marathon because if you were to delve into it, at least again only from my experience people then look and they're like oh yeah but if i run the marathon i'll lose weight because of running and those things like, okay so you are still doing it for an aesthetic reason as well it's not just purely performance based mm. yeah so there's yeah and it's people being honest with themselves to that, that, that point and that could be a byproduct to a lot of exercise goals can't it and i think how, how how effective generally are new year's resolutions in your experience because part of me thinks well you could if you want to make a change you can make a change at any point but then i was saying to you that for the first time in, in my career really i've had a six-day break over christmas and it does allow you a little bit of reflection and actually in the uk people listening around the world might be surprised to know that oftentimes people here have two two and a half weeks off around this time of year because when i lived in the states it was literally christmas day new year's day were off people worked in between life kind of went on whereas here i can sort of understand now maybe why there is a, a, a lean towards new year's resolutions because people do have a bit of downtime to to reflect mm. in regards to how many people <clears throat> sustain their new year's resolutions if i was just to sort of give like a an example of a random one if 10 people say they have a new year's resolution more often than not it's not uncommon for all 10 to have given up by mm. sort of march april kind of time what, what's the and problem there unrealistic goals or is it the fact they've got a destination goal that they achieve and then you know five couch to 5k and then back to the couch what's yeah, the, what happened? It yeah can be a combination of all those factors and usually from what i see it's because they're not ready not really they're not doing it for the as you say it's in it's externally motivated it's not driven from inside there's no deep why as to why they're doing it Mm. and it is unfortunate when you see it but people say what so everyone that starts the goals fails and i know not everyone but it'd be like it's just giving off a random statistic it's like majority of people do give up and there'll Mm. be that one exception that doesn't that's not the majority of people and it might and the person that does succeed, that's not the first time they've tried to do it. That's now maybe the third, fourth or fifth time they've tried their New Year's resolution. And now they finally, it's finally taken because like we said earlier on, they're in that right point to change. Mm. That's why I'll say new New Year's resolutions, people that are newly getting into it, most of them, they all fail because yeah. they might, they're not in the right place. And again, I don't want to see people fail. You want to see people do well and succeed and and really break out of that shell that they're in so that they can understand there's so much more. Mm. Is, it, is, it, is it training yourself to sort of contend with a little bit of fear, a little bit of discomfort? Because it could yeah. be it could be waking up and walking around the block, couldn't it? I think, you know, you mentioned yeah. Robbins. I think he talks about put your trainers on when you get up, walk around the block, just start, yeah. get the wheels, the wheels in motion rather yeah. than saying, I'm going to run a marathon if you haven't moved off the couch in 20 years yeah and this thing as humans we're very risk adverse we don't really want to do things that make us uncomfortable and this is where again certain social media and marketing things will sell people the idea of you can have everything with no effort and Mm. people get bitterly disappointed with it because that's not how again that's idealistic that's not pragmatic it's not how life works 
But if you are to <clears throat> give people a very realistic perspective on things, you're you're cynical, you're bitter, you're negative. And you're like, no, I just care enough to not let you fall on your face again. Mm. But what, to do what, that, people have to admit where they are the problem, where they are holding themselves back and where they need to to make that change. And key health goals for anyone listening who's not active in any any sense, what would they be for you? Would it be sitting simpler sitting down less? Would it be getting daylight in the morning? What what are the key the key functions? And then if you're gonna get daylight in the morning, if you're in the UK and it rains most days, get a get a good raincoat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's always, always carry an umbrella with you. That's always a good tip. Yeah. Walking every day is useful. I think you need a minimum of I think it's about three to seven three to seven thousand steps is actually where yeah, like people can sustain some health, but obviously they say ten thousand is the goal to aim for. <clears throat> but daily walking of anywhere from thirty to sixty minutes doesn't have to be in one go. That can be broken up across the day. Mm. And from arbitrary sort of goals that I personally would find people get a lot of value from, being able to do one pull up or a couple yeah. of chin ups, people's that's generally just going to be life changing for a lot of people. Because mm. there's an alarming amount of people that cannot do it. No, definitely. They'll go, why do you think that is? I'm like, well, there's, I'll be honest with you, they're not strong enough for how heavy they are. Yeah. Which either means they are too physically weak or they are over fat. Oh, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> or, they, or they haven't done it, have they? The human body is, is remarkably adaptive because it will adapt and to stress. Is, yeah. but... And this is where the body weight side of things is very useful because that's relative strength. It's strength to weight ratio stuff. So, so if you can do multiple push-ups, pistol squats, some chin-ups, climb rope, those things, you don't need a gym for that, which means there's no sort of pressure to go in the gym uh, just because you might not like them, which is cool. But bodyweight training is useful because to be able to use your own body, that's mm. that's going to carry you through life. So you don't, and that's what people with New Year's resolutions, they always think it needs to be in the gym. It doesn't. If you don't like the gym, not a problem. Go and join... Uh, a martial arts club go and join a running club go and join a calisthenics group you can do or swimming you can mm. do lots lots of other things that will improve your general level of fitness and that's, that's important and to enjoy it isn't it yeah yeah and then as human beings if we we're to say okay like i just said be able to do like one pull-up or a couple of chin-ups you'll say oh yeah but what if i've lost my arm in some freak shopping accident where it got trapped in the the sliding doors and and you're like, oh, for Christ's sake. And this, <laughs> this is what people do. Yeah. Is they try to bring up that one exception. You're like, okay, if that's happened to you, that's truly unfortunate. But why not do single arm rows instead then? Oh, well, I, I, I don't have the access to that kit. You're like, okay, now you're just making mm. up excuses. And, and I wonder how, how much they have to distill down, how much time they have to be realistic, because there's a sense, isn't there, when we're younger, that it's virtuous to live in the gym. And I think a lot of us enjoy that. Yeah. But then particularly this kind of crisis point of becoming a parent, it's like, hang on a minute, what is what was virtuous may not be as virtuous if my wife's at home, my husband's at home putting the baby to bed, I have to, to kind of be there. So suddenly things shift and it's, it's about looking roughly at how much time you have per week to put into to an exercise routine. And that's the thing, wasn't they say, like half an hour a day of like general physical activity, People have time. What people lack is priority or internal mm. desire to do things. Like if you were to say to somebody, okay, so you wake up in the morning, you're going to do 20 bodyweight squats every minute. Just get a timer, five minutes, so it beeps every minute. Mm. Do it. That's 100 squats. You literally Brilliant. wake up. Oh, but I wake up. I'll oh, just oh, wake <laughs> up five minutes earlier. 
there, there's always ways we can find time. And this is where it comes down to people not wanting to do the thing. Mm. There's, there's always time to be found. You don't have to, as you say, you don't have to live in the gym. You could train, ideally, I'd say like half an hour a day or so. Yeah. Brilliant. But even if it was 20 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, mm. that can still make a massive impact on someone's life. Get get a pull-up bar at home, things like that make a big difference, yeah, every, I think. Every time yeah. you walk underneath it, do one. Mm. Every time you go into the kitchen, do five squats. Every time you walk into the lounge, do five press-ups. Little things like that. Again, I'm choosing classic sort of like yeah. movements. But that's what's known as greasy in the groove, is every time you go to certain rooms in the house, if you work from home or whatever, do a movement. But another one, if you work at home, leave things upstairs. <laughs> so you have to go upstairs yeah. to get downstairs don't bring it down with you leave it up there make yourself yeah le- leave the water in the fridge go down and get it stuff like that when you're working from home yeah, yeah, little, yeah. Little, little things like that but people say oh but you know it's going to take time what all of a minute maybe <laughs> so, oh come on and this is where then people it's, it's that making that excuse for themselves it's like okay why do you want to stay in the place you're in because then that's a case of they don't want to go the, through the perceived pain of change. They'd much rather sustain the pain of where they are. And then that's a different conversation altogether. It's a case of knowing, I'm just asking it as bluntly as, why don't you want to be better than you are? Mm. Yeah. And just really starting to delve into people's like reasons for, for being and where they are, where they are. And again, everyone's got the choice and the right to choose to, to do whatever they like mm. in terms of like physical fitness and stuff. It's just having people realize that as you get older, if you lose certain elements, they don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> ever. And, and we can get used to not being challenged, I think, which is it was commonplace in school. It pushes you through a system where you're always added to that little bit extra stress, whether it's physical or, or mental, that, that drives you through. Yeah. Ross, be, be brilliant. I really appreciate you coming on. Remind us where we can follow you in, in 2023 to get the tidbits, whether we're trainers or whether we're just, you know, average people at home wanting to get fitter. Uh, you'll find me i'm most active on instagram these days on uh, online training with ross i also chuck up a fair bit on tiktok now oh nice <clears throat> yeah da- dancing or just yeah, fitness, no, no, fitness council yeah it's fitness and grappling sort of bits and pieces i started that one up as a bit of just like a personal one and that's um at the wandering white belt oh nice and i just thought you know chuck things on there grappling wise and now i've ended up answering more like fitness related questions and things on there and it's like this is quite nice because it's it's a different way because you can literally respond with a video to someone's comment mm. so That's i've cool. sort of quite been enjoying doing that so again it's just trying to sort of share information with people so that they don't get stuck in that that same yeah. sort of like place as i said earlier on everyone's at different sort of points and more often than not people will end up being at the same points at certain times so it's just recognizing where we are and that will help us understand what we may need to do to move away from that love it well i appreciate your your advice and wisdom on the podcast this year and away from it as well in in messaging and conversations we've had ross mitchell thank you sir no worries take care man really enjoyed that as ever with ross mitchell delving in there i think it is important is it in the context of these resolutions that they have to fit into your life and your goals in other areas if you've got fitness and health areas goals do they complement your business goals your work goals your career goals do they complement the commitment you want to make to your family the goals that you have maybe for your other half your partner and or your children 
So it's a complex picture, isn't it? Particularly as we get older, I think it becomes more difficult to navigate. You could completely throw yourself in. I remember in my 20s when I was single, didn't have children, that you could throw yourself into sort of obsessive goals, fitness goals, but now it has to be a little bit more balanced in the context of other things you want to achieve in your life. Let me know what you think. If you rate this podcast, please do rate it (laughs) physically. Click a button on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you might be listening to it. Tell a friend, place it paste it on social media i know a lot of people whatsapp it which i appreciate as well connecting people so hopefully um that was good for you and let me know if it it worked send an email you can get in touch hello at drapermedia.co.uk if you enjoyed the podcast in 2022 which ones you like the most which you'd like to see more of in 2023 always open to constructive feedback thank you for listening to the podcast this year really appreciate it Thank you to the sponsors as well, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Cytoplan. Remember, if you're looking to optimize your immunities, we head into the new year particularly. It's gone dark already and it's just gone four o'clock in, in Cheltenham here today. It's worth maybe checking out some vitamin D or maybe more you know, varied specific stuff for you. But cytoplan.co.uk, the discount code is DRAPER10R, my last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, numerals one zero and capital letter R. And that's 30% off your first purchase at the Cytoplan checkout and then 10% ongoing from there. Remember the free mentoring session with Anthony Asprey to unlock your uh, future goals. Maybe some kind of consultation may help you crystallize things if you're unsure really of of what you maybe want to change or where you want to go at the moment. That could help. And Attic Box Audio, just check this out, see what you think of it. The idea of sitting down with a family member, I sit down with members of the public through this vehicle and just chat about their life story, typically from childhood up and really unearthed some gems and I have done with my family actually learning about my dad doing trout tickling in South Wales fighting farmer boys when he was growing up then going to boarding school loads of stuff I wasn't really aware of that I got to tease out of him in an Attic Box Audio episode as a kind of forerunner to speaking to the public so more information about that at atticboxaudio.co.uk if you want to preserve some memories some family stories the voices of, of some loved ones typically older people see what you make of that and you can also access it through drapermedia.co.uk with more information on the podcast there and some blogs as well if you want to check them out as we head into the new year if you're making a resolution i hope you the best of luck in fulfilling it and just have a happy and healthy 2023 thank you again for listening and goodbye for now